0: Hi, I'm Renee Philpot, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of a five-part series on vision boarding, And goal setting. I am excited that I get to share today my process, my goal setting process with you. I just want you to know my system is is kind of elaborate and has grown over the years. This is what I have done the past few years after I incorporated a vision boarding process. So you may not want to do everything I do and you may just take one piece of it In any event, I'm going to share it with you and tell you what works for me. And hopefully, it'll give you some ideas about your own goal setting and how you can make it work for you. So, the first thing that I am going to suggest you do is to make a date with yourself. So, pick a time where you will find it easy to block the world out for a few hours. For me, I plan most of an entire day. For six or eight hours, I'm going to be working on planning my upcoming year and when i'm getting ready to do that i will make a playlist something that reminds me of happy optimistic times times when i felt like anything was possible so this can be uh songs from my early childhood into teenage years uh right on up until you know any time in life that brings me good memories i try not to have sentimental things that might bring tears because that's not what this is about. This is about having the best possible year and what I can do to make my year better. So I want to be optimistic, I want to feel happy, I want to be reminded that I am in control of a lot of things and that I have the opportunity to make each year a better year. So the first thing I do, like I said, is I make that playlist. The second thing I do is I kind of make sure I have the simple food that I'm going to have throughout the day available so I don't have to leave. Uh, A lot of times, if you don't plan ahead, you have to to leave wherever, if you're going to be doing this at your office, in a hotel room, in your home, whatever it is. If you take time away um, from the task and it's too long, you'll get out of the mood. So, or I know I do. So to stay in the mood, I make sure that I have everything available in the place where I'm going to be um, for those few hours. Now the next thing I do is I use a wire back calendar planner for the coming year. So I uh, like the wire book the wire back just because it's easy to fold back and easy to turn to. You can use whatever you choose. I will then begin marking things that uh, is not movable. So let's say it's birthdays, it is um, anything that I already have planned, like a vacation, family reunion, all of my personal things that I already have planned, maybe it's doctor's appointments, whatever. Now, I say these are not movable, but I do use a pencil because sometimes I want to add on or sometimes I've got the dates wrong on a vacation or we have to adjust This is just for me to kind of plan if I was going to have the perfect year, what would it look like? So I use a pencil. I might get brave enough one day to use an ink pen, but for now, I'm still using a pencil. But anyway, I'll move everything that's in. I'll put in everything that's important uh, personally, everything that's going on with my family, birthdays, whatever is important. I put them on there. And then I put, again, the pre-planned vacation days off, all of that. And then... The next step that I do is I put in all the things for work. Now, you may not have a lot of things scheduled for the upcoming year for your work or you may, but it's also important for me at least that I mark how the months fall. I have been in sales for a long time and how the month falls makes a real difference. The first week of the month in sales is always very important because there's numbers to meet. And you got to get started. If you wait too late, then the month gets away from you. It's also a good time to look at the previous month and see what you could do just to make it better this month. And then I like to watch and see how the end of the month falls. If the end of the month falls on a Sunday, the last working business day um, is probably a Friday. That means you might lose a day or two of the month. And it's important to note the last days of the month when you want to get your business in in time for the end of the month so I mark my months and how they're going to fall for the coming year because that has always been important in my career so you can choose how you want to do that but um that has always worked out pretty well for me before I started doing this I would think I had plenty of time and sometimes I would get to that last week of the month and I thought I had six days and I would have four or whatever so um, that's the reason I started, you know, kind of paying attention to that. The same thing with quarters, um, quarters are very important in sales most of the time. And so, uh, you want to pay attention to how they fall and they start and they end all of that. So next I get to have a little fun based on the things that can't be moved and the things that are already re- are pre-scheduled and then the goals I have for work and all of that. I get to imagine the best year ever based on what I'm in control of. So what that means is what am I going to do with my free time or how do I want to spend it? And what do I want to make sure I allow time for? So I'm going to give you just a small example. You've heard me talk about playing house. I like to spend time at home getting ready for each season, each holiday, Uh, It it gives me energy and um, it gives me new life almost to get to uh, spend some time at home rearranging, creating all that. So I will, again with pencil, mark in some time to play house. I don't um, want to do that on the first week of the month because, again, that's important at work. I don't want to do it at the end of the month because that's going to be time I'm needed as well. So because I have all that marked on my calendar, then I'll be able to have room um, to put the things that I want to make time for. And I'll be considering all the things that's going on in my family as well. Uh, If there's an opportunity to spend time with the boys, I don't don't want to be planning other things. If there is, if Earl has got a race planned and we're going to be traveling for that, I don't want to plan um, free time around, you know, my my free time, my playing house around that. So I like to, again, be able to have time to create and to relax and to enjoy the the season. So there's some days that I mark on my calendar for playing house. I usually do that each season. You can choose what's important to you. I also like to spend time um, with, for example, my boys when I can. um, I will plan weekly lunches with them. Sometimes it's breakfast. It depends on what's going on and what season they're in, but I like to to spend some time one-on-one with them when possible, and we'll have lunch or breakfast. So that's just something I like to put on my calendar. Um, There's also time with extended family. I enjoy that. So if there's a family reunion, sometimes I'll schedule some extra time either before or after when I know people will be coming into town. So those are some things that I like to make room for on my calendar. And you can think about what's important to you. Once I have completed that, um, oh, just one more thing. I'll give you an example. When I first started doing this, I kind of thought, "Well, what's the point? I'm going to know what these special days are, and what kind of difference is this going to make?" I discovered that it helped me look forward to the coming year. Sometimes we're only thinking about what's coming up that we're dreading. Um, But for me, it helped me see, I had a lot of good things planned that I could look forward to. The first year I did it, I remember I marked Ben's birthday and Ben will be turning 21 this weekend. So the first time I did this, he was gonna be turning 15 and it was almost a year away. But when I wrote Ben's 15th birthday, it hit me like a ton of bricks. All of a sudden, that time is very special. And that was reason enough for me to continue planning my year ahead of time and really trying to realize when these special dates were going to be coming up. And that I had control over my own calendar. uh, And I should really take advantage of that. So that's one of the reasons I started doing this. Now, once I have my calendar marked up and I kind of have been imagining how I want to spend some time, that sets me up and gets me kind of ready because I've been using my imagination already. Then I start looking through the magazines that I have collected that I want to be using for my vision board. I use what I call the Marie Kondo method as it would be. apply to vision boarding, and I pick out the photos, the phrases, uh, the things that spark joy with me. So um, that is how I know to cut it out. I don't really get into why is this important. I don't try to pre-plan ahead of time what I'll be cutting out. I let it kind of speak to me. I don't really think that about anybody ever seeing my vision board. On occasion, you'll see me post something or in a class, I may share something through my vision board. But I don't just give people free reign. This is my opportunity to see what speaks to me and what might come up. Sometimes there'll be something that I don't know why it is coming um, to me that I love that or why it is sparking joy, but I'll cut it out anyway. So uh, I encourage you to do the same thing. Once I have collected uh, quite a few photos, I will start separating them in categories. And I'll have you know, like just a few, maybe there may be a category just for me or what I want for my health, what I'd like for my family, what I see for my career, my home, our travel. And I use uh, scrapbook paper, like I told you last week, and then I kind of create a collage. I cut out the phrases, and I think about what I want to see what will look pleasing because just like I said I cut out what sparks joy that's what I want to happen when I look at these collages or sheets that I put into this scrapbook I want to get it and just feel so much joy holding it in my hand Uh, and I want it to remind me of the things that's important to me so that's what I do I cut them out I arrange them on the page, I put phrases that make me feel good. And I do that until I have 15 or 20 pages in my in my scrapbook. And that is my vision board for the year. Once I have completed my vision board, I kind of sit back and sometimes I'll I'll almost finish it, but I'll have a few things that I am saving just to see how it speaks to me. And um I will kind of sit with that for a few days, and then I may revisit it. During this whole time, I am looking for a theme. And that's how I choose my word of the year. Um, The first year that I used my vision board to have my word of the year be based on it was the, the word I chose was fulfillment. Because when I looked at all the things that was in my vision board, it was going to bring me fulfillment. Now that is way different than abundance um, or one year my word was confidence because if you're feeling fulfillment then you have accomplished a lot of things and it's kind of like an inner peace and that's what I wanted I I felt like all of the things that was on my vision board uh, were going to be uh, bringing me fulfillment and that that year my vision board stuck with me all year and it encouraged me And that was actually 2020's vision board. And as we all know, that was kind of a tough year. Um, But for me, when I, I just kept going back to my vision and all all I could control was my own actions. But it was a reminder to me that what I was looking for was fulfillment. And I had to accomplish that through what was available to me. And I'm happy to say that at the end of the year, I felt like it was a success. When I looked back at my vision board, now I did not accomplish everything completely. I did not see it through for the entire year, uh, or everything I had in the entire scrapbook. But it, I had made a I had made a lot of progress, and I had really felt good about the year and about specifically about my own actions and how I had really grown and changed during that year to take responsibility for my own happiness and my own fulfillment. And so that's what uh, my scrapbook vision board had offered me was just an opportunity to look inside, meet myself and see what was important to me and what I wanted to work toward. Once I have completed my vision board uh, and I let it uh, sit for a few days and come back with my word of the year, I will you know, come up with some affirmations, just some simple things to say to myself when I need to remind myself what I'm looking for and what I am working toward and what I want. And it really will help me get my mind back on track, get my mindset right when. I fall off track and I want to start thinking about what I'm fearful of or what I don't want to happen, it will bring me back to center and remind me of what I am working toward. So that's what I love about affirmations. It is just a great reminder that there is good out there for you and to work toward that instead of working away or running away from what you don't want, you're going toward what you do want. So I'll come up with my affirmations and my word of the year, and then I get the opportunity to come up with some goals. Now, my family and I have an event around goal setting now. We actually sit down, we we keep our goals for a whole year at a time in a cookie jar, we get the cookie jar out, and we read last year's goals and we cheer on um, our fellow family members as they read them Uh, a lot of times we meet them sometimes we don't that's okay it was just an opportunity to try and then we have our new goals for the upcoming year so um, the first year I did this the boys were very little but they did it with me I talked about the past year what we wanted to what we wanted to remember and then Kind of what we wanted to happen in the new year. And it's kind of funny because Earl did not want to play along. He was not interested. You know, we said, you want to come do this? Oh, not right now. And we did it anyway. And so we started continuing to do it each year. And now it has become a family activity that kind of all of us look forward to. They will remind me if I haven't said something about it. So that is what having, uh, you know, this kind of a thing with your family will do for you. You can encourage each other. I know one time we went back over it in six months and my oldest son at that time had met all his goals for the year. And it's important here to realize I have failed many, many times. And as all of us do, sometimes I stretch out the date that I had hoped to hit that because I feel like I'm going in the right direction. Sometimes I say, "Ah, that goal's not for me. There's no way I can do that. I have changed my goals. So sometimes what seemed important is not important. What seemed possible was not really what I had hoped it would be. And it's okay if you fail. The important part about goal setting is that you are listening to your inner self and you're saying, what's important to me? And what do I want to look back on and say, what can I do to make this better? And how can I improve improve, improve things for both myself and others? So that is really why I think goal setting is important. I will say that a lot of times when I'm reviewing my year, I will make little notes about what would have made it better. And it is based on things I could have done to make it better. Usually I could have done some more planning. And on occasion, I'll say, this was great. I'd do it just like this again next year. So for example, last year Earl and I went on a couple of uh nights day for our anniversary and I had a great time and I loved everything about it. I loved where we ate, I loved where we stayed, everything. So there was nothing I would change about that. So this year I know that that we're gonna likely do something similar because we had a great time. We enjoyed uh, our time away. So that is how I use my notes uh, from year to year. Is you know, kind of make a note to yourself what could have made this better, and you can adjust then for the coming year. So that is all part of my goal setting. So I, there you have it. I get my calendar. I mark the important days. I mark the lot the things I'd like to do, um, and then I create my vision board. I come up with a word of the year. I go over this past year and say, what could I do to make it better? Uh, come up with some affirmations, and then I set a few goals to go over with my family. That is my goal-setting activities for the year, That especially about my personal life. When it comes to work, we do some more meetings and planning and things like that, um, but first you have to know what's important to you before you can you know, work on all areas of your life. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you again for being here for um, my vision board series and listening as I share how important I think it is for you to really have some sort of goal setting plan uh, just so you can say, well, what's important to me? What would bring me fulfillment? What would bring me joy? How can I make things better for myself and for others? Those are the things that I I think are important when you're thinking about goal setting. It doesn't have to be based on numbers. It doesn't have to be based on what other people would see as an accomplishment. doesn't matter about all those things. It matters what you would feel good about, what you want to look back and say, I love this year because, and I made a difference for myself and for my family and for others. So I'm looking forward to wrapping it up next week as I share what to do once you have completed your goal setting and your vision board. Where do you go from there? Have a great week.